The world is ever changing and sometimes we just need a helping hand. Hey, it's one more about the Rama. New apps here, new tech there, it's all very exciting. But it's nice to have something you can count on. Like insurance from State Farm. ¿Tienes preguntas sobre tu seguro? Con State Farm puedes llamar a tu agente o conectar con ellos. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Life is full of surprises. Some good, some not so much. Hola, it's Honey. Hola, it's Carolina. Y sabes que estar preparado para cualquier cosa es importante. Whether that's in our roles as mothers, wives, businesswomen, or podcasters. On our show Life in Spanglish, you know that being open to unexpected turns has been an important part of our success. Pero we can use some help. Oh yes, la buena ayuda is welcome. Y si pasa algo, tranquilitos. Isn't it good knowing that with a State Farm agent you can worry less because someone will be personally invested in safeguarding your goals? Plus, they have the options to talk to a real person whenever a customer needs, especially when those unexpected turns come up. It's the personalized attention you can count on. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com Hi folks, full disclosure, I'm back on the podcast. It's Luke, editor and runner of the website. Um, but, I screwed up. I don't want to bore you with the details of how we record the podcast and what software we use, but I'd forgotten that I already had the software running, and so I ran it twice. And the unfortunate effect of that is that Matt and Gary both sound like they've got buckets on their head. Don't know why. The good news, my voice sounds fine. I must be immune to audio manipulation. But unfortunately, uh, Gary and Matt sound a bit, as I say, like they've got buckets on their head. Enjoy, because I'm back. But just be aware that the audio isn't perfect. Mine is. Theirs isn't. The Custard TV Podcast with me for the whoa, first whoa, time whoa, whoa, this whoa, year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hello? Who's, who's this? I don't know. Hi, Gary. Hi, no, did you? I don't introduce yourself. Who are you? I am Luke, the editor, runner, and person who more often than not misses their own podcast. But I'm back for this one. In fact, from now on, I'm not even going to say I'll be here next week. You're just going to have to wait and see. That's the safest thing. But I'm here now, and you should all clasp me to your bosom and just enjoy being here. You say that an here. awful lot. It is quite yeah. boring. Well, I just, I want it to happen, I suppose. And Everybody needs has. a bosom for a pillow, I believe, is the, yeah. uh, is the song. Well, just That's go down the corner shop, why don't you? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. You want anything? We're still on the contemporary references, I see. <laughs> Matt's been out of the country and stagging. Well, yeah, sort of. What was Did that you... programme where they wanted a stag weekend? Was it stag. 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 Yeah. yeah. There you are. Yeah. Funny that. I'm back. No, no one died, although my brother's face did meet the pavement, and the pavement won. I, it got to half past eleven, and they were all and at you're this. Like, club. That's it for me. I'm done. Yeah, past I'm walking 11. back to the hotel on my own. Yeah, we were in this really this club, and it was really warm, and it was really cramped. She could hardly oh, move. And it was just like, no, I've I've had my You're going to be size. so happy when you do hit forty-five. You're mm. gonna be just. You're gonna be in your element. Well, then. I like. I'd like to be Let somewhere. Me tell you, no I like. I like a bar. I, I. I like to be somewhere where I can hear what my friends are saying, you know, yeah. and be home at a reasonable hour. 
they um, got quite drunk and, and um, apparently Ali was trying to do like um, skateboard stunts without a skateboard and ended up uh, <sighs> face like, like an Ollie? Then... Sorry? An Ollie? Ollie? An That's Ollie? the name of the skateboard trick, apparently. I can't now, I've got visions of Gary on a skateboard. <laughs> I'm glad we're back. Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. And the restaurant we went to last night um, paired each course with uh, two shots of vodka. I said to the waitress right at the start, no vodka for me, please. So she, uh, I didn't. Like, oh, and, and she'd come to the table and tell you the story of the vodka and why the vodka ah. went with the dish. And so. What did you have to eat? Um, spiced herring to start. Oh, God. And then duck with beetroot and, oh. and then a meringue. Lovely. Not, not of any chips. Uh, <laughs> it's in Poland. It was a set menu. It was a set menu. But I had, I did have a curry on Friday night. We went to like the food markets in in Warsaw on Friday night and had a curry. Traditional Polish korma. Yes, yeah, yeah, chicken tikka. <laughs> but no, it's nice. It's a nice place. I would recommend going there for a weekend. Not, some really nice bars. Um, and and yeah, don't don't get that drunk that you hit your head against the pavement, basically. But no, I had a nice time. Good there advice. There are a lot of places in the world where I'd like to go, but only for the day. Like, I'd love to go to Japan, but I wouldn't want to... St- I just want to go for the day and then say, oh, I've been to Japan now. So, but... so you, spend, you spend a day getting there, a day there, and a day getting back? Somehow. Like, you know, like the Futurama tubes? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've I got I got a solution. Just just order a Japanese meal and watch a Bruce Lee movie. Come on. Done. By yeah. this time next week, I will have been to Japan. Did you so that's how what more do you want? What more do you want yeah. to do when you're there? All right, then. I think at some point we talk telly... We tell you about all our social media stuff, and if you're not yet a supporter of ours on Patreon, we'll explain how you get to do that. Now, um, are you? I remembered at this stage that we I usually have a document open. This right. is bad, isn't it? Isn't there's it? no news. No news. There's, there's, yeah, there's no news. Oh, just send Gary West, and he can do his just, bit. Okay, I'll just yeah. press the button that sends Gary West. <laughs> A good place. This was in our top ten of the year, was it not? In fact, I believe it was in the top three I of American remember. shows. I genuinely can't remember. It might have been on number one. Indeed, yeah, I think it was. Um, now, since now we've me and Matt have not talked about this because Luke's been sort of like saying, "Oh, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this." So that's exactly and it, the in it, and it coincides with the finale as well, which is. Yeah. So to kind of give you some bearing, where we left the, the the listener was probably halfway through series two, where it's where uh, it went on the break, isn't it? It, it? We were still in the the bad place that wasn't really that bad, that was not really torture, but they they were all playing along with the fact that it was the sort of three thousandth reboot of the good place, uh, which uh, which Michael had been inventing and getting everybody to play along with. Since then. It, the show has taken quite a dramatic turn, but in a good, oh. good way. When we last talked about it, which was the middle of season two, I made the um, assertion that it felt like it was running in place. And then right. like, this second 
half, half of the season. They've now like the put the plot back in and have had them. I don't know if you're going to go through the the rest of the plot. Well, I, I, no, I, I, don't I was think yeah. We dwell well, on no. That all I was going to say was that we went we went to the bad place for a couple of episodes. Uh, we got a good and a bad Janet episode, which were both very good, and we got bad Janet being good Janet and good Janet being bad Janet versions. We're now kind of in this situation where they went before a judge to plead their case that they should all be allowed in the good place. And we're now in the situation where they've all been returned back to Earth, apparently. Back to... Well, we think it's it's the medium place, isn't it? It's kind of... Right, fill in the gaps of what Gary did. Fill in the gaps bit. What you should say is that there's no real way of getting them into the good place. The only way... I mean, the only way they could be is if they all went separately and they'd have to work out how to get them there. Get their own medium places. Yeah, they get their own medium places where things are just bland and and everything. So they said there is one way and it is that we send... Well, they didn't say this explicitly. We send them back and don't kill them off and have them learn from their near-death experience. Yeah. But there's a lot of speculation already with this being the good place. Are they really back? It would appear they're back. Maybe they're not back. We saw Ted Danson yes. interact with uh, Kristen Bell. Obviously, she had no idea. So what what happens is that like you get the scene where she's going to be mowed down by the chopping baskets, but in this yeah. case, or trolley, sorry. In, or in this case, like Michael sort of pushes her out of the way, doesn't he? One one would assume that the same thing we will see the same thing happen to the other characters, all of whom have been but, put back. Well, but that's the thing. We that's don't, not because... true, actually, because at the end of this episode, uh, Eleanor goes to Australia to meet um, um, GD. So we won't see his. his well, we might do. We might do. do. For for Matt, who was more the skeptic, mm-hmm. has this kind of made you think? Yeah, this is now back on track. Yeah, because they've done something now. They would just seem to be just repeating the same thing over and over again. And you know, the stuff with Janet and Jason, I didn't like. The stuff with Tahani and Jason, I didn't like. Um, no. The stu- the um, it just felt like we're teaching Michael how to be good. Blah blah blah. And then halfway through the series, we've now got. Yeah, we're shutting this down. Because did you mention that that they're shutting the they have shut down the, yeah, the experiment they and they and they then like replenishing it, you know, recreating it and uh, well, in theory, and then they go to the good, the bad place for a bit, and then they end up with the judge, and it just like every episode had something different going for it, and I think mm. it okay. made it that much more intriguing. And again, it's it is a great commentary on sort of like the aspects of life and, and character and personality. And it is really cleverly written and well done. I think returning to making Kristen Bell, the focus of the show is probably important as well. I just find it one of the most innovative comedies I've ever watched. And I just like that. It tries something different. I don't think what happened in the final there was a twist at the same level as the final of series one, but it was no. More different to what I was expecting. It gives the show a chance to go in a third direction. They keep rebooting it and it just works every time. I keep thinking, is this the one where it's going to lose me? And it never does. And I think the moment between Kristen Bell and Jamila Jamil, where they sort of become friends and mention it. Yeah, mates. Really, it, was really, it was really genuine and not yeah. soppy at all, which is often what I moan about 
American sitcoms doing. But yeah, it's one of my favourite shows, possibly ever, maybe. I just really think it's <laughs> something quite special. I really enjoy it. Unfortunately, we now have not got any more until September when we when we catch up yeah. with America again. But if you haven't yeah. seen The Good Place, you can now if catch. If you haven't seen it, we've sport it all. So... Indeed. Well, no, I, I still think we've, we've left a lot of series one to, not to be decided. Yeah. But uh, you can go and watch it on Netflix now. I would again, all of us, I think, are saying this is a high recommendation. Yeah, uh, is, to go back is. and go back and do another comedy that is yet to receive a UK distribution deal. Um, but has been available in the States, is L.A. to Vegas. Now, I feel that we were a little bit dismissive of this when we did our sort of, you know, previews of what's coming up in America. The, well, one the, of us was. The, the preview that they gave made this look really, really cheesy and bad. No, I, I'm with Gary on this. I felt the same. And actually, the show wasn't anywhere near as cheesy as, as, the, as the pilot made it look I, like. And I disagree there. I, okay. I, you don't like that. The basic premise is that you're meeting the crew and pa um, passengers of a regular flight from L.A. to Vegas. You want to do the honors, Alan? Yeah. No, you never touch this. This is Captain Dave time. Good afternoon, everyone. I'd like to welcome you on Jackpot Airlines Flight 1610. Service to Lost Wages. Why aren't you laughing? I've already like 1,200 times. All right, gentlemen, it's time to get high and also fly this old bird. Just a little captain's joke. I never get high when I'm flying unless I time the edible. <laughs> you really think that's a good use of everyone's time? If I can't have some fun with my passengers, why am I here? To fly the plane. Go do that. I can't do this anymore. I quit. No, you don't. I'm done. And the raving bitch in 5E needs a double screwdriver. There's no one in 5E. There is now. Vodka, scotch, tequila. It's like you're hosting the Olympics in your liver. Yeah, well, Russia's in the lead, but Mexico's coming on strong. It kind of focuses on the main stewardess, who at the time of the first episode is trying to get a job on a more prestigious airline and a more prestigious, you know, flight route. Um, and, and also one of the passengers who she happens to kind of... Uh, have a, a small dalliance with uh, on the first flight. We've got a bunch of gamblers and a young married couple. The pilot is very well played. Now, you're going to have to remind me the name. Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. But I, mean, I think he plays this quite on the right side of cheesy. Mm. Or, um, okay, I can see Matt's not going to agree with me. I think he's just the right side of the arrogant, cocky character. He's very... I, I find him very caricaturish. He's yeah. very much like... Um, Quagmire from Family Guy type of guy. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. He understands what the character is and he oh, does... Oh, he's going full like, force. He's yeah, very, he's it's a very hammy force. performance, I would say. And the thing is that you get half of the flight, half of the show is LA to Vegas and then the other half is going yes. back from Vegas to LA and I'm assuming that's what they do every week. Um, and the, the story... I mean, I liked Peter Stamare in this. I think he was the best thing for me, the... He was like the, this like Russian bookie who was trying to take bets on everything that was happening to everyone yeah. else. Thing. The um, air hostess, Ronnie... A bit, was... bit like the guy that dropped the dead donkey reminded me mm, of. Dave. Yeah. I suppose part of the problem is that it's only sort of like 20 minutes and yeah. quite rushed. And the other issue is that the story, the, the, the gags are all quite tired and the stories aren't that intriguing and the things we've seen before. There was nothing that really was new here. It was all very, it was all fairly crass, all fairly base. As I say, like scenery, touring performances, Peter Stamer, Dylan McDermott, 
Yeah, there's just nothing about it for me, really. It was quite just quite unremarkable. I watched this, and I think I had very low expectations, because I'll be honest, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. Saying that, I felt no um, real compelled reason to want to go back and find more. I can find more. I have yeah. the necessary skills. Um, but yeah, for Pay what it was, I, you know, and it was a pilot, and it did make me laugh, which a lot of these don't. I did smile. I think, you know... It could get tired if they just do that. But I've said that about other things. A lot of yeah. my favourite comedies are just in one static location. The Royal Family, the smoking room, you know, Detectress to a point. They're all quite static in, in where they... Is she here? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, she's got me your sandwich. St- yeah. No... <laughs> Sexist. Yeah, it probably would be, Mum. But yeah, I quite enjoyed it, but... But again, I had quite low expectations. It it was a quick. I think I would agree minutes. with that. I, my expectations were so low that actually I quite enjoyed it. You know, like the good place. I wait every Friday till that pops yeah. up, uh, and I really lose myself in it. This is one I, of those because I I really like the first episode of Ghosted, for example, and then see that, I never no, went I didn't. back to that. I really liked that. I thought Adam Scott and Craig. Robinson were really good together, but again, I never felt the need to go back and see whether that was any good. Ironically, so, I could see this having a place on like ITV2 uh, or, or E4. I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think this will get picked up as any big fanfare. I think it will get picked up, and I'm not entirely sure how it's doing in the states. So I don't even know if we are going to get a second series. I haven't heard much, much about it. So, but you know, it, as you say, compared to my expectations, it wasn't as bad as as I was originally thought, and I agree. No. With a lot of what Luke said, I, I enjoyed the kind of the, it actually made me laugh, which for a pilot and for an American comedy is difficult because often they rely on sort of tropes rather than a genuine comedy uh, and you know or ideas. And this actually made there are a couple of sort of laugh out loud moments. I think I also agree with Matt. I can't really see a long life of this. If this was on Netflix, though, Gary, would you look? Watch it every week, or at least um, not every week. But I might, I might, if it was on Netflix and I was, you know, in need of some comedy, I might go here. It does feel like something that would suit a Netflix because you could just watch three in a row and not really have to take yeah. anything in. Hmm. We oh. will wait and see. With the reviews, because I'd missed this. It's Matt. Do you want to do Kiri so Luke can talk about... It feels like a long time ago, this. And it was only Wednesday. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do Kiri. Kiri. So Kiri um, finished its run on um, Wednesday night. I think, Gary, you actually sort of predicted this, I think, didn't you? The Stephen McIntosh's guilt. Yeah, I, think, I, don't, I don't think I was absolutely 100% convinced, but I think I put it forward as a theory, yeah. I thought it was one of the family members, and it was an accident, and it apparently started off as an accident, that, he, that Kiri had come back to the house, wanted to go away with Nathaniel, the father. Yeah. He tried to talk her out of it, um, talk her back to the downs or whatever. She tripped over a, a rock and hit her head, and then he... Did he then finish her off? Was that the general thing? I, yes. I, I think, yeah, I think in order to keep it quiet, I think he did. Yeah. The, the big thing was that the police instead arrested Nathaniel yeah. um, because of uh, Alice, uh, Leah Williams's confession that she'd seen this car the week before, leading to a weird scene where the uh, officer played by Wumi Masako was com- trying to convince Toby, the dad, to... Um, 
That, that had a feeling of unreality to it. I, 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 as I said, there were a couple of scenes throughout the whole series which felt like a bit added on. And then the final sort of strand was Miriam's, you know, losing her job. Wanted to resign. They tried to sack her. She's then taking her mum back to her house because she can't afford the I, care. As, I love that scene so yeah. much. That was yeah, that made me laugh out loud. The Don't ruin this now by saying yeah. racist. Nurses, so you've been behaving a bit. Liars. Two things you need to know. One, I was bloody good at my job once upon a time. And two, I'm broke. I can't afford to keep you here. Well, just put me in a sack and throw me off a cliff. You're coming in with me, end of the month. Do you want that? Well, I get a carer's allowance then. Pittance that it is, and your allowances, and without the fees from this place, we'll get by. Won't be comfortable, but we'll get by. That okay with you? So you just want me for the carer's allowance? Yes. Yes, it's okay with me. Of course it's okay with me. Is it? I'd like it. You'd like it? Very much so. Please don't ruin this moment by saying something racist. But yes, yeah, so she, uh, sort of the Miriam's. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of the IC. Storyline was she got her dog back. You know, Jesse's going to live longer than she thought uh, he would, and it was just like, what do we, what do we do next? Where do I go now? Sort of thing. And that was her. That was of the three felt the most realistic. I think the plotting elsewhere it seemed very hurried to me. They had like forty odd minutes to to wrap up all these three stories, and at the end it was like, oh, life sort of going on. You know, there's that hint that. Miriam's got this information that she knew mm. that Alice followed her, so she knows what the car looked like. And that could then put the whole investigation open. There were these sort of things. You're thinking about things that are happening after the series, which I quite liked, but I think a lot of people took against. Um, Luke, should we have your views on, like, Kerry, the entire series? Although you did write quite a substantial review on the on the website. Yeah, I, th- I wasn't able to do as much coverage of it as I'd wanted, damn Aussies, with their flu. Uh, But I adored it. It's probably one of my favourite dramas of the last five years. Certainly one of my favourites that we've talked about. I I thought it was really engrossing and I cared about everyone and I loved the structure and the fact that as much as good as Sarah Lancashire was, that I cared just as much about Leah Williams and Stephen McIntosh and Toby and Nathaniel and all the various strands and players in it I just thought were wonderful um, Jack Thorne has a really unique style in his writing I thought the dialogue ran, rang true I thought I thought everything about it was pretty perfect but as, all, as I said in the piece I've written for the website I do sit there during a final episode and just I do tend to look at the clock which is in our case at the side of the TV and just think how are they going to wrap this up in 47 mm. minutes? Because they don't have long. And it does ruin my enjoyment of the final episode. Yeah. Because I've been let down so much by loving things and then being tainted a bit by the final. I thought this 
had a lot of promise. I, I agree that it felt a bit rushed, but I think everything got tied up the way I wanted it to. I did speak to Jack Thorne on Twitter. We had a couple of messages going back and forth. Because one thing, I my only complaint was, I would have quite liked to have seen... The flashback the, of... I would have quite liked yeah, to have I'm seen Yeah, I'm the same. So Seeing as we've got other flashbacks, I, I do yes, agree with you that. Would we got... I think we thought, Gary, didn't we, that we assumed we would be getting the flashback. Like, for example, we got in National Treasure, but I, I'm... I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off, you can finish that. I was just going to say, for me... I I was partly I didn't quite understand all of what Steve McIntosh was confessing to, and I think it would be a better sort of the, the rule of thumb with drama is show us don't tell us. So yeah. it would have been. And we did get a, the thing is as well. I really liked Kiri, and we whenever yeah. we saw her, she was a really fascinating, you know, quirky little girl, and I found her interesting. I think it is harder to believe that Stephen McIntosh would go through all this and then be cornered. Not greatly cornered either, but just be antagonised by his son and then come out with it all. And as an audience member, you're hanging on every word because you're trying to, think, you know, picture it in your mind rather than see it on TV. Uh, it's see, it's I, a I, tiny niggle, but I'd have rather have seen it personally. See, I think I think to me it explains one thing. It explains the very bizarre thing in episode three where he said, "I'll take the rap." where he was prepared to put himself forward instead of his son, which at the time I remember both me and Matt in that conversation, both going, don't quite get that, sits a bit uneasy. He kind of explains that idea. But then if he was so sort of, you know, I'm going to confess and say it was me, why, when confronted with the truth, did he not feel any kind of actions to want to step forward? I mean, you know, and we're, we're left with complete uh, ruin about uh, completely what knows going on with their marriage, because although it, it's kind of suggested uh, that, you know, the, the, the son was saying, ah, oh, you should, you know, you should blooming spend money on the divorce, mum. Uh, it always, you know, and I, I, I agree, if you're going to leave things in a kind of bizarre way, they did think they did it the right way. I didn't want, an, I didn't think you were going to get a neat tied up, you know, this is what happened. I did think it was going to end with, with the wrong person going to jail because we kind of were led that way. But I, 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 it did sit, it did still sit a bit uneasy with me. I'm happy with it because I don't know that I really wanted a definitive happy or good ending. The show was about the journey, not about the story. Or it turned into a bit of a whodunit, but it certainly didn't start like that. Okay, so that's Kiri. Um, I have pre-ordered the DVD, and I can't remember the last time I did that wow. actually. I'm selling more DVDs than I'm buying, but I know this one's going to be one that I will go back to because it's short and the performances are really compelling and I really enjoyed it. Kiri is on all four now if you want to catch up with it if somehow you just missed the boat. You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com Requiem, I, I doubt, will be one that Luke will be pre-ordering on DVD. Um, I've got this email is... saying it's coming, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This is the new um, spooky drama from yeah. BBC One. I don't quite know how you would describe it, really. Spooky drama, I think, is the best best thing I've heard. Supernatural drama, I think. Oh, yeah, that's it. Out. This is written by Chris Muxka. Sorry, Skype's going weird now. Yeah, what sorry. What? Chris Mark. Chris, leave it at Chris. I'm fine yeah. with that. M-R-K-S-A. Muxa. Yeah. Merck, so, okay. 
is an Australian writer best known for The Slap and also um, Underbelly were his two big sort of Australian... And, and of course, Luke's flu. Yeah, Sorry? and he gave me the flu. Yeah, allegedly. Um, stars um, Lydia Wilson, who's an actress I wasn't really aware of, um, as Matilda, who is a cellist... Gellist, yes. Yeah, um, who is on the cusp of um, getting a year's um, residency in New York. Her mum comes to see her, played by Joe Scanlon. She's all distressed. And then she, she turns up, looks like she's possessed, and basically ends up slitting her throat in front of her, is what happens. Um, As you do. She then is rummaging through all of her mum's possessions, finds lots of clippings and photos relating to disappearance of a young girl in a small Welsh village. Penrith? Not Penrith, no. Something like that. Penrith's quite a big town. This was a small... Oh, okay. They go to this village, her and uh, her friend Hal, played by Joel Fry, who's who's sort of, like, in love with her. He's like a a companionist. Obviously, they get the old, you're not from round here looks, and it's not long before they're sort of interrupting a funeral. And then they end up in a sort of spooky haunted ha- haunted house owned by the landowner who we saw commit suicide in the opening scene of the episode. Matilda gets several flashbacks, several nightmares, and realises at the end of the episode that she is the girl that went missing from the village. Uh, Luke, go on, you want to talk? Yeah, I do. I hated it. I think it's completely daft. I don't know who it's for. I didn't believe it. I don't like Joel Fry. I don't think the girl's particularly interesting. I don't know what's going on with BBC drama, but I haven't found anything this year. Or actually, since, since Line of Duty, that I've really connected What about with. The Miniaturist? Yeah, yeah, this is not for me. I don't know who this is for. Maybe it's for Matt or Gary. Let's find out. <laughs> Pen Linneth is the oh, it was close. Oh, it's fair enough. Yeah. Oh, come on. I think I deserve to go next because I'm getting that near Yeah, right. go for it. You do, uh, go. If someone had, had explained the show to me in the way that Matt had... I would not have watched it because it sounds stupid. He's rubbish. It, he's rubbish. No, no, no. He, he well, you could take it. You could take over that. He has per, no. He has perfectly described the plot of the show, but the show is more of a feel than a plot. Mm, the plot yeah, is no, I really agree. Silly. It's about the atmosphere, but it just doesn't ever really get anywhere. When you got the preview of the follow of what was coming next, you know they want to do this kind of whole haunted house thing, but then why spend half the episode in London? with these characters committing suicide and then move them to another place in the country and then kind of reset the show as the haunted house. The plot made no sense to me, so I wasn't intrigued or worried about all the kind of spooky bits in the background. This isn't, for me, this sort of genre. They've tried to do, like, modern edges to, like, a traditional ghost story, almost something. It almost feels like the... Like, this hour could be condensed into ten minutes and it would be the setup for the start of a Jonathan Creek episode. But, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying about the moving from London to Wales, but they needed somewhere to sort of base her, and obviously she's a successful musician. So I like Lydia Wilson. Um, I like Joanna Scanlon, but she wasn't here very much before she committed suicide. Yeah, not for me. Won't be watching anymore, but I think some people will like it. It's, it's Well, it's all I on think, iPlayer as well. Yeah, and it's all on iPlayer. So, Gary, if you were intrigued, you could have carried on. I, I agree. This is one that I would say, yes, it's a good idea of being on iPlayer because it has got that sort of you know, pulpy feel to it, that sort of, where you can watch it, or it's one sort of continuous story, it's not a procedural. 
Are you going to watch any more or no? No, no. I, I, I struggled to. I had to watch it in two halves. I struggled with it. That's three of us all saying in different ways that we're not going to watch anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Is anyone else struggling with the output? What What are you watching, Gary? Are you watching anything? We. Um, at all, at the moment? all the midwife, me and Gary. Well, oh, yeah, of course. Call, of course. Call the, mid, yeah. call the midwife. Um, I've not had anything to really dig my teeth into yet. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm still watching Holby City, so you know, count me out oh, of come life. Come on, you, mi- you miss, know. yeah. And if you want to know Gary's um, relationship with Holby City, you listen to the extra helpings on Patreon. That's right, yeah. Uh, Matt, what about you? I mean, I'm catching up with bits of, but like the the flights to Poland, I've been able to catch up with the biggest little railway in the world. I've actually been watching quite a lot of Big Brother, to be honest with oh, you. Okay, when that's fair been. enough. Um, I would recommend the final two of um, Love and Hate Crime. Yeah, I will be getting around. Got, oh, yeah, I've got, got those. If you've only got time for one of them, I would do the third one, uh, because that's as good uh, in my That killer with, killer with a camera. Killer with a camera is fascinating, yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com All together now. I would like Gary to describe this one to, to, the, to the audience. Uh, they've used the set of 1 versus 100, the quiz show, and stuck a music program into it. Mm. It's basically a, a, a singing contest show where basically one person comes on stage, starts singing a popular song in the effort to get 100 people to sing along with them. Uh, they get about, what, 30 seconds to sing on their own, and then yeah. the entire 100 are encouraged to sing and join in by standing up and joining in, which leads to a sort of certain cacophony of noise, which by the end of the by the end of the two or three minutes just is unintelligible from a singing contest, because basically the idea is sing a song which everyone sort of, you know, will, will, will stand up and join in with. Out of the number of people they get standing up is like their score, and then only the top two from each week who get the top two highest scores go through to some sort of final. It's hosted by Rob Beckett, who's more teeth than the person. And for some reason, Jerry Halliwell, who never really used to say Jerry anyone, Horner now. Whatever Horner. name is. Yeah, Halliwell Horner. Uh, she's in the 100, which I'm assuming means that she's got plenty of guards and bodyguards so she doesn't have to interact with the general public. What I, what uh, I, what I thought was quite amusing is that they kept referring to her as a Spice Girl. And it's like, well, she did have a few solo hits as well. Yeah. Well, we no one's talking that. about Michiko Latino. Yeah, no, dear me. Uh, I found it really dry and terrible. Mm. Dull. Um, I can see that somebody's sitting in a corner with let's let's have somebody sing in front of a hundred people. Let's somebody let's have somebody sing underwater. It's like th- it's it's throwing fish in a barrel that. ideas of, co- of 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 talent shows. The thing is with this, it isn't who's the best singer. It's who's chosen the best song for and sings it sing well, along to. well enough. Yeah, yeah, but it's mainly like. Even if the guy at the end who who sung Proud Mary, it's like yeah, people are gonna stand up and sing along with you. Whereas yeah. the guy who decides to do your song, it's like it's not a song that people really no. want to sing along to, and the, that's the aim of the game, really. I suppose it's more like a game show than a talent show. Well, that's um, the thing, and 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 you don't have to be super talented to win it. I think was the hard thing was that you don't have to be the best singer; you just have to choose the most sing along song and sing it. I thought Rob Beckett was reasonably funny. But then that's his yeah, job, you know. He's, I didn't. You know, well, he had a few few gags that I thought were all right. I mean, he, he had you know, a few gags, a, yeah. 
Yeah, he's been put in a fairly difficult position. But I don't, I don't f- understand what Jerry Horner's on there for. I really don't. To be a name in in this midst of obscurity and mediocrity, and is this an import? Is this like an American or a or other idea, or is are we sadly saying so. this is British devised? Yeah, I, th- I don't. As far as I know, it's not. It could well be, but this, as you say, yeah, like I, it does look very one versus one hundred or celebrity squares or. What it reminded me of, though, and I did say this in my review on the website, was do you remember Night Fever with Suggs? Yeah, where it was just like all these, all these minor celebrities singing karaoke together and getting up. And then. They used to have like a member of the public come up as well from the audience and yeah. they'd win some money, and that's what it reminded me of. Is like They clearly had all had a skinful in the green room uh, mm. to get them going, and this lot are doing it. Maybe sorry, that's uh, what this show needed. Yeah. And I just don't understand Rob, Rob Beckett, the appeal of certainly as a presenter, because he did Wedding Day Winners Prize to this with Lorraine Kelly, and now he's done this, and it's just like, as Luke was saying about BBC One drama, BBC One Saturday Night Entertainment, uh, uh, you know, aside yeah. of Strictly, is just, what are we doing? These game show formats just aren't working. And it's, it's almost like, as if they're waiting for Doctor Who to come back, and they can't, to anything. they can't fill, find anything to fill the gap. Can they not I, try and find another dra- like another sci-fi fantasy drama to fill the? Well, or, or, or move Call the Midwife to Saturday. Oh I mean, no, they'd they never do different. that. No, I know, but that would at least attract but a no, whole new viewership. They wouldn't get the they wouldn't get the audience they get on a Sunday on a Saturday. This has been the Cast of TV podcast. We will we'll finish what? shortly, but if you want more of this then you need to subscribe and support us for as much or as little as your um, change purse can stomach. Uh, We're over on the uh, service called Patreon. You can go and help us along, help us get to screenings, help us um, support the podcast as best we can. It all costs money, unfortunately, and uh, we all do this as a hobby. Matt and Gary have real-life jobs, but this is my life, and... I was feeling quite well, and then I said that, and I felt quite sad again. So anything you can do to help us out, you know, you don't have to commit to anything long term. You can go, come back, go and come back. But we're very grateful for any, any or any support we get, um, whatever it may be. On any the, or any support. That's the same thing. And <laughs> so all you need to do is log on now to patreon.com forward slash the custom TV. What do you get, though, uh, for sending your money our way? We've done some special podcasts where we've watched whole box sets of things and sort of picked them apart. I've never seen, up until quite recently, uh, what is often quoted as one of the best American TV shows of all time, The Sopranos. I'd never seen it, but now I have. And my thoughts, along with Matt's, are part of our box set binge. You can find that there. One of my favourite comedies of all time, which Matt had sort of sort of mixed feelings about, Only Fools and Horses, you can listen to that. It was also a best of the podcast from years gone by, and the extra helpings, the shows that weren't quite strong enough to make it onto the podcast that we feel like we need to talk about, uh, and you can listen to sort of an extra 15-20 minutes. Um, well, it's more than that, half an hour to 45 Yeah, well, I, I, I'm back now, it's going to be cut down 
Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should add the, the extra helping. True. But this yeah, week so... you are you are talking about your top five things in 2018. Don't yes, forget. I am. I forgot. And none of them can be the same as what Matt said no, last I, week. I understand the rules. So let's plus, just go. Plus on. reviews of um, Call the Midwife episode two, uh, the latest Inside Number Nine, and the Young Offenders this week. As I say, no commitment. But if you can spare some money, um, it doesn't matter how little it is. Two dollars is the baseline. Uh, for what we offer there, the Custard TV full access to Patreon, patreon.com for us to Custard TV. And there will be more coming up. We have oh, yeah, we have all watched things that that we've not yet recorded. Yeah, so if there you're will be going to support plenty. us, we will carry on with the content. That's our promise to you. Um, get us on Twitter as well. Suggest things that you'd like us to discuss, either on Patreon or on the main podcast. Perhaps uh, I'm at Luke Custard TV. Gary at the Gary Show. And Matt. At Matt TV Bites. Uh, Facebook as well, you can find us there. Facebook.com for us, the Custard TV. We're, we're a bit low on likes at the moment, we'd like a few more. Um, iTunes, search us there and give us a five star review. You may ask why. It's because we just get talked about a bit more and moved up the podcast ranking. Well, she's up the chart, doesn't it? Yeah, stuff like that. It's, it's, you know, pop pickers. It's like that. Uh, five star review on iTunes, YouTube for all the individual reviews. Search the Custard TV on there. So yeah, we'll be back soon to discuss uh, Endeavour. Um, Gary wants to talk about the Netflix thing Altered Carbon. We'll do that. Um, but yeah, we're in a weird sort of time where Nothing of note is really on, but we'll find something. There will always be TV somewhere, and I'm sure Gary won't want to give his thoughts on the return of the X-Files, as that was his pick. See you soon. On Patreon. See you on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Let's do some extra helpings. Extra helpings. See you there. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realise that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.